Hello and welcome to Sounds About Light, a podcast about Kingdom Hearts. I'm Sam. I'm Drew. And today we're talking about the first the first of the Disney worlds. Yeah. <laughs> I was uh I was a little a little nervous about this because my experience with Kingdom Hearts more recently has been a lot of the uh non-numbered games where the Disney worlds are kind of a throwaway garbage pile that have no reason to exist. <laughs> so I was a little worried that we'd be dealing with that, but I don't think we are. No, I don't think so. It I mean, again, I don't I guess I don't know what things are significant, what things aren't, but it really seems like there is are things that I would think would be vital to the series from here on so out. So Tarzan is Sora's dad. That's yeah. one thing. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's clear. Um I was sad there was no Phil Collins that I could hear. <sighs> well, the this is this is something worth talking about. Tarzan, uh I didn't actually know this until uh the other day, but the rights to Tarzan are not owned by Disney. So they had to get like special permission to put it in this game at all. Or are they owned by um like Edgar Rice uh, Burroughs estate or something yeah, yeah, still? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, Tarzan has not come back to Kingdom Hearts since this first game, and like any time they've ever done like revisiting the worlds from one or like there's the the rhythm game melody of memory that's got all the music none of the tarzan stuff made it in it's all scourged literally oh my god (laughs) scourged is not the word scoured there we go uh i was i was looking uh in in one of those lore books the ultimanias that i have uh Mm -hmm. to see if there was any interesting notes from the tarzan world and i flipped it w- it was uh, Wonderland, and then the next page was Coliseum, and then the next page was whatever's after Coliseum, and I'm like, where where is Deep Jungle? <laughs> I go to the fucking table of contents. It says that Deep Jungle is on page whatever, <laughs> and it's just it's literally just not there. <laughs> you know, that seems fine actually. Yeah, I mean, it it wouldn't matter, but I'm like. They they didn't even have the rights to like refer to Tarzan wow. in, in the book. That's so amazing. weird. But you know that's fine. That's fine. We've got we've got other stuff to talk about, even if it doesn't carry forward that Tarzan is Sora's dad. Yeah, I mean, you would think that's important, but his mom's clearly not important, and so like, um, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> and like, oh man, I totally forgot. Uh, I was going to, I was going to throw together a theory about Pluto being the true mastermind. Yeah. I, I just see uh, under my, my future crackpot corner segment list, I just wrote, Pluto is the true villain, parentheses, horse shit. <laughs> I but mean. I don't remember what the basis for that was. I'm sure that's at least as good as Jar Jar Binks is the real Jedi uh, or the real Sith Lord theory. Uh, so. It's got to be better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, I did I did post in Discord, uh it's Pluto versus Hades competing for the title of God of the Underworld. Very good. That's that's all I got for now. We'll revisit that when it uh comes true in Kingdom Hearts four. Yeah. Yeah. It's all coming. Uh oh you know, before we go on, I have to say that um I will have a a shocking um confession to make at some point okay. during this I wanna save it for the end because I don't want to kill this and you know it's it's so stunning that you know you may want to cancel the podcast, so I think I want to save it for the end. Um, but I'll, I'll, I, I promise that I will come clean. Okay, I feel like if if I would cancel the podcast over it, I'd probably want that to happen at the top. But I, I'll I'll respect your choice, and I, I look forward to finding out why I'm going to cancel the podcast. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> uh, shall we get into uh, Sora's fun journey? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, great. I'm I'm immediately going to start by grinding it to a halt and talking about gummy ships. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, yeah. Perfect. Well, okay, not not gummy ships so much. Oh, fuck me. I just remembered. I I have so many corrections for stuff that I fucked up last time. Nothing important, but like I said that Mae Whitman is Yuffie. She is too onward. It was uh Christy Carlson Romano, Kim Possible in this game. I I guess while we're doing that, um I I was wrong, and Donald is actually uh, Scrooge's nephew. Yeah, that was another one. That was another <laughs> one. Uh, I I said in the in the opening that the falling stars uh, were referencing the worlds uh, being destroyed by the Heartless. That is incorrect, and I will get to that right now because it's time to talk about uh, the the outer space of Kingdom Hearts. Oh. The, what is called okay my my books say that it's called the ocean between or the other sky i literally have no memory of anyone ever using either of those terms in the games but that's the outer space of okay. kingdom hearts uh and here here's what's going on there okay so the worlds of light exist in the realm of light which i talked about last time right uh the the realm of darkness is sort of on another plane of existence so nothing uh, that's in the realm of darkness is going to be found in this quote-unquote ocean. Uh, but we will find uh, worlds from the realm between, because they're sort of in between. They they exist in the realm of light, kind of, in sort of an unstable form. We'll get more to that eventually. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but... Uh, each world of light, and this is this is kind of like a mechanical thing of like where Sora and friends can and can't go at different times, but they're all enclosed individually within these protective barriers, uh, and there's no way to physically traverse through those barriers, uh, although there are some methods for getting around them. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Every every lore note in Kingdom Hearts has a, a stay tuned on it. But uh so what's happening is the Heartless in the realm of darkness have these sort of access points, stay tuned, <laughs> into these worlds of light. Mm -hmm. Uh and they are able to attack the barriers from the realm of darkness. So when they break those barriers, that is what they mean by the worlds being quote unquote connected. And that is how they can travel physically into these worlds with a gummy ship. Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, so the breaking of those barriers from inside of a world looks like a meteor shower. So that is what Sora was seeing was the Heartless breaking open the barrier to the Destiny Islands in the opening. It's kind of funny to me that then in the lore, the idea is that these worlds shouldn't be connecting ever, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> which is like probably one of the big criticisms people would um, lodge against Kingdom Hearts is that <laughs> it's bad, actually, to have all this stuff like interact with each other. <laughs> but it's but it's a series about that. That being the whole point. <laughs> well. Here's another stay tuned. There's a very good reason that those worlds are separated in the way that they are, but that is coming a long time from now. 
Wow. I, I, hey, listen, I, you know, I try to poke holes and turns out I can't. There's an answer to everything. So. I, I fucking dare you. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because Nom- Nomura is the kid on the playground going, uh, no, you didn't shoot me. I had a, the magic shield. Um, yeah, so because re- it actually is a, it absorbs bullets and eats them for food, which makes me able to do my powerful attack. Yeah. And then Damn, it, I, I wish I wish that I had like a gun that fires inedible bullets, but I just don't. Mm-hmm. He's got me. And then eventually Nomura's just by himself on the playground. <laughs> Everyone else goes and plays <laughs> basketball. Except that there's losers like me congregating around him, like, tell us more about the gun eating bulletproof vest. <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm I'm here too. So <laughs> Does it have any buckles? <laughs> oh, you fucking better believe it's got buckles. And we all start cheering. <laughs> This this bu- uh, this buckle it connects to a zipper. Uh, no way. <laughs> uh, I I think I think that's enough uh, uh, world building and lore for now. Okay. But uh, what one of those stay tunes is for later in this same episode. <laughs> oh, great. Okay. Uh, so Sora goes to Alice in Wonderland. Mm-hmm. Uh, the funny rabbit is here. He's running late, like he iconically does. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot, Wonderland, <sighs> I think this is probably the worst Disneyland in the first game. It's a lot of, I mean, you just watched the cutscenes. You didn't have to look at Sora traversing this forest. Yeah, I, this but, is one of the parts I have played, though, and it it's, I remember it all kind of looking the same and being bad to do. It's It's rough. I yeah. I don't remember how I felt about it when I played it as a kid, but watching the let's play of it, I was like, oh my god. I was I was skipping so much and I still felt like I couldn't stand how much of it I had to see. It's all the like the forest and the growing and shrinking and like now you're on the wall and now you're on the ceiling. And so you just have to like go through the same like two areas a hundred mm-hmm. times. Oh god. Uh and also the story is I mean, what did you think of the story of Wonderland? Because I felt like it was kind of nothing. Well, you know, I do have a complaint to lodge at this part Please. of the story. You know, um, it, it seems like the writers of the story think that the monarchy might be bad. Um, mm. And I think that's really difficult, especially right now, because the whole world is in mourning. <laughs> it's just, uh, it's not a good time, guys. It's not a good time. And like, I, I don't know, tell me like one bad thing the monarchy's done. Um... I don't know, because, I mean, they tried to they tried to decapitate Alice from Alice in Wonderland, and she had it coming, so I, I'm kind of drawn a blank. Yeah. Yeah, and and, 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 and clearly there's no real-world real world examples of how the monarchy's bad, so, yeah. I, just, I mean, that didn't even cross my mind. Yeah. I, I do like uh, that Donald is, like, uh, to, to briefly go through what's happened, I, there, there's very little plot in Wonderland, I feel like, but mm-hmm. basically... They they meet the doorknob, who I only bring up because the doorknob is very important in a bit. Uh, uh, is I don't know. How, I've never even seen Alice in Wonderland. I say the doorknob like people are going to know the doorknob. I only know the doorknob because oh, of Kingdom Hearts. No, it's I, a talking doorknob. I mean, I've read the book and I've watched that movie a bunch of times. So, yeah, mm. the doorknob. That's pretty. If you have seen it, you've seen it. <laughs> it's a doorknob. Yeah. <laughs> there he is. Uh so the the Queen of Hearts is trying Alice for what is it attempted theft of her heart or something? That's right. Yep. Uh, which, by the way, uh, 
I don't want to just keep naming voice actors, but I do have to give a shout out to Catherine Beaumont, who came back to voice Alice again for the first time since she was like 15 years old. Wow, really? That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it was 50 years later she returned to the role for Kingdom Hearts. Bizarre, but great. Okay. She sounded uh, fine. So good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Sora is like, hey, Donald and Goofy, we should probably step in so this child doesn't have her head cut off. <laughs> and Donald's like, no meddling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what did I say? J- you know, morality is is all a matter of perspective. Maybe in this world, it's good to cut off a kid's head well, for well, something we- she didn't do. And we already know that Donald's a monarchist because he's, you know, King Mickey's subject. So he's Oh, into- yeah. It's nice to see you today, your majesty. Yeah. So he believes in the divine right of kings. And he, thinks <laughs> he sees this- the Queen of Hearts and immediately just kneels instinctively. Yeah. He thinks this is good. So Goofy's like, no, Donald, this isn't ours. It's like, what? <laughs> well, no, but he just respects all monarchy because that's, that's, that's what a good boy. <laughs> that's what a good boy does. Yeah. Uh so yeah, uh Sora like charges in and uh this was this was weird. I don't know that this matters, but uh Goofy basically is like, okay, if Sora's if Sora's stopping this, then I'm going to back him up. Thank you, Goofy. Yeah. Uh he starts to explain that that her heart would have been stolen not by Alice, but by the Heartless, but he like stops himself because right. I guess that would be disruptive, but Surely they would see the Heartless, so I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, it kind of feels like the Heartless are already here, like, what's the harm, but, you know. Um, right, the the order is disrupted. Yeah. Uh, but I get, you know, it's Wonderland. Mm-hmm. It's weird shit happens there anyway. Right. They're just like, oh, the weird shadows are crawling around, fiddle-dee-dee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, so I... Like I said, a lot of a lot of this world is like gameplay and running back and forth between the same places. So I don't know how much dialogue you would have gotten from the Cheshire Cat. Oh, a little bit, yeah. I was really rolling my eyes at the part where where, where the cat is like, "You have to go through the forest and the Momraths outgrabe." Like that's that's not how that works. <laughs> I mean. Maybe I'm being being ridiculous trying to like enforce logic on the the nonsense of of Lewis Carroll. <laughs> but it feels weird to just take out of context lines <laughs> and just put them in in tutorial text. Yeah, no, I don't think that that's good, you know. Um uh but that's it's fine. It doesn't matter. Nothing nothing that happens in Wonderland really matters. Uh they have to find capital E evidence which manifests as, uh, you know, the Cheshire Cat helps Sora find some boxes containing footprints and antenna, stink, claw marks, and then teaches him Blizzard, and that's Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> uh, I didn't know he teaches him Blizzard. That's really good. Um, yeah. Because, <laughs> like, I, I don't remember the mechanics exactly. You can find one piece of evidence and call it good but it like makes the boss fight harder or something like that i don't remember but uh if if you go to the trouble of finding all four of them the the cheshire cat is like wonderful work here's how to shoot ice out of your (laughs) keyblade thanks cheshire cat that's great thanks cheshire cat yeah that's um uh yeah and you you present the evidence to the queen and she's like okay i don't care and then you have to fight uh uh 
And in the during the fight, Alice's cage is covered with a curtain, and at the end of the fight, she's not in it. Uh oh. And like that's the only important thing really that happened here, right? Is that Alice? Yeah, I think yeah. if if any like plot development happens in uh, in Wonderland, it's basically just establishing a the keyholes, which we'll get to in a moment, and b princesses are being kidnapped. I mean, she's not a princess, but in King and she's a princess. It doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) Oh, you probably didn't have to watch the boss fight where the queen literally yells, get them, you fools, every two seconds for the entire fight. Get them, you fools! Get them, you fools! Get them, you fools! No, but you say that, and that ignites a memory of that happening to me. Yeah, was, <laughs> you got to work on those voice cues a little better. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! Do you? Oh no, it's from Kingdom Hearts two, so you wouldn't know this one, I don't think. But mm. uh, there's a very a very memey uh, Phil in the Colosseum in Kingdom Hearts two, constantly yelling, "Get up on the Hydra's back!" <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> this uh, game sounds anyway. really good to play. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that I love it. Yeah, that's um, fine. Yeah, so blah, 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 blah. They they fight a boss with a really annoying hitbox. That's that. Mm-hmm. It's a juggler guy. Yeah. Yay. Uh, and then after the fight, the doorknob yawns real big, and there's a keyhole in its mouth. Naturally. And, uh, which does make sense because its mouth is a keyhole, but the keyhole has a glowing keyhole in the keyhole. Mm-hmm. Duh. Uh, and Sora's keyblade, like, kind of does this on its own. It, like, blasts a laser into it. And then they hear the sound of a door locking. And, you know, I, I wanted to say that to me, this is kind of disappointing, um, that Sora doesn't have to physically insert the key into the keyholes. Because, like, because, <laughs> like, I mean, one, because very funny if he has to jam his key down <laughs> the doorknob's mouth. Um, <laughs> and, like, kind of fitting with, like, Alice in Wonderland and how weird that shit is. But um, also just, like, it's shaped like a big key. He should have to put it in the keyhole. Yeah, I wonder if maybe they might have realized early on when they were, like, designing each individual keyhole, like, oh, yeah, he could put the key in the keyhole in the doorknob. And then they they look forward to, like, Oh, this keyhole is like is like a, a cloud in the sky, and Sora has to like like get in a big crane to reach it. And they're like, maybe we have to rethink this. I mean, or just have it be something else. I don't know. <laughs> well, then they, that would that would be limiting his creativity. I guess so. But I yeah, I don't know. I it would it would have been really funny, but I I, I can see why they didn't do that. Yeah. Uh, it's lore time. Remember when I said that I would be explaining a thing from a minute ago, a minute ago? I do. It's time. Uh, it's time to explain the keyholes, kind of. Uh, so here, here's what the fuck is going on in the plot of this game. Uh, every person has a heart. We know this, of mm-hmm. course. But also, every world has a heart, which is sort of an aggregation of all the hearts of the people in the world. So the heartless... We know that they instinctively seek people's hearts. Even more than that, their their real big prize is stealing the heart of a world. So, the keyhole is uh, 
they have a dual purpose essentially which is number one the keyhole uh is what sort of generates the barrier around the world itself but i mean i say i say dual purpose they basically are a, a a double layer of defense they have the barrier around the world and then they themselves are barriers to the heart of a world got it okay. uh so the heartless when they're in the realm of darkness and i said they're attacking the entrance to a world they are attacking the keyholes from the realm of darkness which breaks open the barrier and now they're able to physically travel to the world and once they're there then they're looking for the keyhole. They have to actually find it and get it open, and then they can get at the heart of the world. So any time where we hear, like, Jiminy Cricket is like, oh, our world, oh, poor Pinocchio, I don't know where he is since our world was destroyed. (laughs) That's what happens, is that the Heartless break into their world, find the keyhole, get through it, and get the heart of the world. Okay. So Sora's job as a Keyblade wielder is to find these keyholes and lock them, which means that the the hearts of any world that he locks, supposedly, according to the book, literally in the book, it's like, legend has it. So I don't even know if this is canonically true, (laughs) but supposedly a keyhole that has been locked by a keyblade can never again be unlocked. So that's what's going on there. What? Okay. Now. Wait, it can't be unlocked, like not even another keyblade can unlock it. It's just, it's locked and we're done. Don't know. The book bu- The book says supposedly, so I-, I assume that what I'm supposed to take away from that is that there's no precedent for a keyblade, a keyhole being unlocked again. Yeah. Maybe it could happen? Nomura's reserving don't. the right to-, to have them open back up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I- that's probably what it is, is. They're like, I don't know. We might do that at some point. <laughs> I'm not going to print in the book that you can't. Uh, there is an important note about all of this, uh, which is that uh, keyholes in Kingdom Hearts... They represent a lot of different things, like every world's heart is behind a keyhole, but there's other keyholes that are other things. Just generally speaking, a keyhole in Kingdom Hearts is a type of portal on a metaphysical boundary of some kind or another. Okay. So we'll be seeing other keyholes eventually, but in the first game, we're just dealing with the ones that protect the hearts of worlds. That's all we need to worry about. And we're not even talking about doors. We're, oh god, don't get me started on doors. <laughs> you can use them to go in between rooms and buildings. Yeah, that is that is true. Okay, actually, I guess it's fine if you get me started on them, because that's, that's pretty much it. Okay. Uh, the doors of Kingdom Hearts protect what are called loading zones. <laughs> uh, that's, that's the lore. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's a big brown door in the cave, so I assume doors will come up, but... Yes, that that door we will be getting to it. Oh, here's another here's another fucking correction. Uh, it it has come to my attention. We talked about that scene with Riku where he's not talking out loud. Mm-hmm. I don't really know the reasoning for this, but any scene where like Sora, Riku, whatever are talking and there's no voice in this game specifically, those are Final Mix original cutscenes, and for whatever reason. Uh, they're all unacted, unvoice acted. <laughs> I think Mix was saying that Final Mix originally came out only in Japan, and Nomura uh, doesn't like to do voice acting if it's not going to be in both versions. Because he doesn't want to like separate people's knowledge. 
Yeah, I guess so. So, so yeah, I, I don't know if that's the reason, but that's, that's what, what I think Mick said. But yeah, so I, I was saying that I, that I didn't understand why Riku was silent in that scene. There's going to be a few more of those, but yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, what happens then? They find, they find like a gummy block, I think. Yeah, I don't think I got that. Oh, okay. Well, they, they find a gummy block, uh, Maybe the reason you didn't get that is because that's all <laughs> All there is. To, they find a gummy block. Okay, great. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Uh, I completely forgot about this, but Goofy, th- this is not, I'm not going to really get into this, but Goofy says in dialogue to Sora, he's like, we should go find a save point so we can get back to the ship. And I was like, okay. The fact that Goofy has out loud referred to save points, I'm I'm like pretty sure that that's just the game telling you here's how you can go back to the ship. Nope. But I I looked up on the wiki save points to see like please tell me there's no lore behind them, and there is a lot of not lore but very specific mechanics to how save points work in this game to a degree that I was like I I I can't <laughs> I can't I can't get into this, but it. Jesus Christ. Yeah, because I wouldn't put it past him to be like, to make save points the thing you do, but also make it like a lore relevant thing. Yeah, basically, there's just two types of them, and they work in different ways, but they save your game normally, obviously. But that's, I'm like 99% sure that there is not lore behind that, and there never will be. But I, I I wish that I was sure, but I'm just not. This is what Kingdom Hearts does to you, apparently. <laughs> I know. I'm like I'm like please tell me there's no save point lore. Please, but maybe See, but I'm, I don't not, think I'm not sure to. you're convincing me that this is so good sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you're making me want to explain how the save points work and I'm just not going to do it. Okay. Uh then we go to the the Olympus Coliseum. This is a this is a weird I think I think the Colosseum is the only world that's in every game, I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Uh, which means that I'm very fucking sick of it. I mean, is it just probably because it's, like, an easy way for them just to throw a bunch of fights at you and then move you yeah, on? Yeah, I think so. Because I don't think it always has an arena mechanic, but it often does. And, yeah, I think I think it's usually just because they, they're like, oh, that's a fun, like thing for the player to do is to fight through an arena and like sometimes it is but not every game please mm-hmm. uh yeah so i i i find the coliseum a little exhausting sometimes but i think it's i think it's good in this one they, they don't spend that much time there it didn't seem like it yeah yeah we basically meet phil he says that they're getting ready for the games <laughs> uh, I, I wrote that down too games gotta get ready for the games that's not DeVito, right? That's a DeVito alike, I no. assume. <laughs> one of one of like five people who couldn't be bothered to come back for, for Kingdom Hearts. Kind of surprising. DeVito does random shit, but I guess he just saw that and was like, no way. <laughs> okay, well now I need to Google because I don't want to get this wrong again. Uh, this is Robert Costanzo. Oh, he he apparently is like the guy who is the voice double for Danny DeVito. Oh, okay. In, like anything. Got it. I think it really speaks to uh, two things about Phil. Number one, how unobservant he is. And number two, 
uh, what a friendless loser he is, that Sora, uh, a child, walks in and is like, Hi, what's going on here? And Phil's like, Not now, Herc. Yeah. Like he can't conceive of a reality where anyone else is talking to him. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't think of it that way. I just, you know... I thought it's just because uh, Sora and Hercules are so alike in in character. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, Phil basically tells them that like heroes from all over the world are coming to compete in the games. Uh, Do- uh, Donald and Goofy want to compete, but Phil's like uh, three three words: "You guys ain't heroes." Classic classic Phil joke. Yep, good bit. Uh, then they have to. Uh, I, w- I would hope for your sake that you didn't have to watch them hit barrels for an hour. <laughs> Is that what happens? No, I did not watch that. I mean, I don't think it's that long, but if I certainly remember feeling that long as a kid where, where Phil is like, you want to compete? You're going to have to show that you can hit these barrels. That's like the movie, I guess. Yeah, they, they hit barrels, uh, and then Phil says, great job, now get out of here. But who who should stop them on their way out but... Mr. Mr. James Woods himself. Yeah, um, James Woods here to tell Sora the truth about um, these games and the things that coastal elite satyrs won't tell him. They're, these The games are rigged by the Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop the steal. Cloud was supposed to win. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, he, he gives Sora a, a ticket to compete, and they take it to Phil... And he's like, well, all right, that checks out. And he warns them that some real weirdos have signed up this year. That really makes me want to believe that the Heartless filled out paperwork. Yeah. I mean... most of the people Sora fights are not people, they're Heartless. I mean, Hades probably did all that, I would guess, but... <laughs> he he made Pain and Panic do it. Oh, yeah, that's probably... He's bad. not bothering with that shit. No, no. They're way. not in this. I don't remember if we ever see them in two or three. We probably do. I mean, they, they, they come to the fucking Hercules world so many times. If Pain and Panic don't show up, then that's just an insult to them. Yeah, I mean... It and did they seem do like, deserve it. It did seem like they didn't want to render any models they didn't have to in this game. Because... That is true. Because as game. far as I can tell, there's no one watching these games. Oh my god. Yeah. You know... The Colosseum... There, there's no Colosseum in 3... Yeah, I, we we never see the Colosseum in in like a modern console, mm-hmm. but yeah, <laughs> I think I think you literally will be like in the in the Colosseum competing, and you'll like win, and you hear people cheering for you, and you're just looking around like there's nobody here. <laughs> it's really <laughs> weird. They didn't even they didn't even like most games would put like like little little like chunky sprites in at least yeah no, or these just are like just empty seats like one flat texture of like unmoving like little yeah. guys yeah yeah i don't know maybe maybe was it i don't know if this was like an early ps2 game i feel like a ps2 could handle more than that although maybe they were worried because there's enemies i don't know maybe yeah, they I mean, genuinely I... were like we can't have people in the in the stands it it may very well have been um limitation although i remember that shitty quidditch game for the ps2 having people in the stands but um, i loved that game i played a lot of that game man it I, I had it for the gamecube but so i i don't know maybe the gamecube port was just really fun but i, I played a lot of it oh i did too it's just i don't think it's a good game but anyway <laughs> almost certainly not it's no. a quidditch game <laughs> yeah 
Uh, so Cloud walks in, and he's looking edgier than ever before. It's a really sick cape. Yeah. Uh, a fun fact about his outfit in this. Uh, so I, I never finished Final Fantasy VII, so mm-hmm. I, I don't actually know this character, but I do know that there's a guy named Vincent. Yes. Uh, apparently, early in development, Vincent was going to be in this game. Oh. Uh, but Nomura was like, it feels it feels kind of redundantly broody to have two dark broody anime men. So he he just gave Cloud like half of Vincent's outfit. Oh, I suppose so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's he's he's got like the the like spiky claw glove and the the big cape. Yeah. That's wow, that's Cloud cosplaying as Vincent. What restraint from a person that I thought had zero restraint? There's there's even more. I have another one here. Uh, uh, Riku from Final Fantasy X. Uh, yeah. She was going to be in it. There's concept art of her. Uh, I don't know if they cut her because her name was Riku, and there's a Riku already. But uh, yeah, they, they cut Riku from Final Fantasy X, and they just gave her outfit to uh, Yuffie, because she's the most similar character. <laughs> cool. I mean, I kind of noticed yeah. that, but I was just like, wow, maybe just that their outfits look similar, because they're both Final Fantasies. Yeah. Uh, oh, I got another fun fact right after that one. I, I, I don't remember if I said this in the recording or not. I was like, I'm going to restrain myself on all this trivia. No, I'm not. Uh, uh, Sora's victory poses are based on, uh, different Final Fantasy characters. He's got, like, the, the, like, Buster Sword spin that Cloud does. Uh, he's got Squall's, like, sort of double gunblade slash and then, like, turn around and put it over his shoulder. Uh, there's a there's a third one where he like punches the air. I saw people saying that kind of looks like Zell from Final Fantasy VIII. Mm. Less sure about that one, but that's that's my that's trivia. That's the trivia corner. All right. Well, the trivia train has left the station <laughs> for now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Phil says that Hercules is visiting his dad, and that's why he's not going to be here for <laughs> the plot. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's he's barbecuing with Zeus. Yep. Uh, uh, what's what's Cloud's deal here? Hades has like a contract with him. Yeah, and I I assume this was a like reference to Cloud being a mercenary. Uh, yeah, maybe. I I don't remember. I think we learn more about this later. But he's he says that he's looking for someone. Right. And I think I think he he says that Hades uh, has promised that he will help him find this someone. Right. Um, and in exchange, Hades wants him to kill a child. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I guess. Cloud is like, the deal was that I would kill Hercules. And Hades is like, well, there's a stipulation in the contract that I can also tell you to kill a 14-year-old boy. <laughs> Cloud's not that but upset, though. What's that? Cloud's not that upset by being told to do that, though. I would no, say no. He's he's very he's very edgy about it. He's like, yeah. well, if I have to kill a kid, yeah. Uh, uh, somewhere in here, Cerberus shows up. Oh yeah, because Cloud and Sora fight. Uh, and uh, d- I think I think I I think I said last time that I thought that you couldn't beat Squall, Leon, whatever in Traverse Town. I think this is what I was thinking of. I think you can't beat Cloud here. Oh, really? Because it shows, the version I watched shows Cloud taking a knee like he got beat. Oh, really? Shit, maybe I'm just bad at the game. But <laughs> I think I think whether you win or not, it plays the same cutscene, which is yeah. uh, 
Well, actually, now I'm curious. What was yours? So Cloud does the fun anime thing of like, I've been slashed a million times by a sword, and so now I'm very sleepy, and I get down on mm-hmm. my knee. Um, he puts and- on a little sleeping cap and gets a little candle on a dish. <laughs> he goes, me, 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 me. Um, uh, no, he, he gets down on a knee, and then Cerberus stomps him and really owns him. Oh, okay. So the version that I saw, Cloud is like standing over Sora with his sword, like debating whether to kill him. Oh. Yeah. And he doesn't. He doesn't do it. He like he like turns and is like, no, the deal's off Hades or whatever. And Hades is like, oh, well, I brought Cerberus just in case. <laughs> yeah. Got, so, got it. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. He- so he does. He unleashes Cerberus. Uh, yeah. That's that's weird. I feel <laughs> that's a that that version of the cutscene sounds a lot more confusing. Well, it, no, it like makes sense. Like you beat Cloud and then Hades is just like, well, guess what? Guess what, fucker? You're still gonna lose. Here, here's Cerberus. Yeah, no, actually, yeah, you're right. Because yeah. in my mind, it's like, oh well, Cerberus is the contingency plan if Cloud betrays him. But yeah, in that one, it's the contingency plan if Cloud loses. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. Actually, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Her- Hercules is here to fight Cerberus, but uh oh, he's got to protect Cloud, who's hurt, so he can't he can't fight Cerberus at his at his strongest. Yeah, see, so, and see, look, they they got it perfect because in my version, Cloud's hurt because he got stomped on. He got big stompy. So yeah, I think um, he, I think he gets stomped either way. Okay, yeah. it actually makes perfect sense either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Sora has a, a boss fight against Cerberus. This is a fucking hard fight. I remember, but I I remember really liking it also. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you win because you win. I mean, Her- Hercules says stuff about how like you only one because he softened up Cerberus. Yes, which <laughs> genuinely probably true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Um, yeah, so because because you beat Cerberus, Phil rewards you all with the title of Junior Heroes. Yeah. And the crowd goes wild. Uh Oh yeah, this is where Cloud uh is like moping outside afterwards and Sora like stops to I I loved this is so fucking if I was Cloud I would be so mad because Cloud is like I wanted to exploit the power of darkness, but it looks like it backfired on me. And I just wanted to find this person and Hades took advantage of my desperation. And then this little boy Sora is just like Hey, I'm searching for someone too. You'll find them. Yeah, <laughs> so Thanks. very helpful. That, that's really reassuring coming from a child. <laughs> <laughs> I I just like that Cloud's thing is like I thought I was the biggest edge lord around, and I thought I'd just be a b- even bigger edge lord, and turns out I just couldn't be that big of an edge lord. I flew too close to the dark sun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he little he didn't count on the biggest edge lord of all. Disney's Hercules. That's right. Who sounds like Peter Parker? And I don't. I, I'm assuming this is also not even a sound alike because I don't remember Hercules sounding like that. The, no, this is this is him. Uh, what? Tate Donovan, I think, is his name. Did Hercules always have like a vaguely New York accent? I don't. Well, I. This is funny. I looked this up because I I was playing Kingdom Hearts three, and I was like, why does Hercules sound like he's from fucking New Jersey? It's because his voice actor is from New Jersey. It is. It is him. Okay, I guess I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I mean, it's like, I haven't you know, either. I I I don't know if it's just like 
he really tried to subdue the accent for the film and just didn't try as hard in the movie or like all the years later his accent just had gotten stronger or what but yeah that is that is good old new jersey boy hercules i like the idea that in disney's uh canon just all ancient greeks just sound like they're from new jersey or or like the bronx <laughs> that's true i didn't even think about yeah. that yeah but then and then meg walks in and she's like hey wonder boy yeah <laughs> She sounds uh, like Dr. Girlfriend. And- <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh, this is, this is actually really, this is a, this is a gameplay thing, but it's really interesting because I had completely forgotten. One of Sora's like signature moves is his sonic blade where he like, he like zips around mm-hmm. like back and forth with his keyblade and stabs people. That is a move that Cloud uses against him and then teaches him after you, uh, after you beat him. Oh. Which is, I think they probably can both do that in Super Smash Bros., which is weird to think about. That is, that is bizarre. God. There's no way, but I, I'm, I'm really having a smile imagining that if you, like, play Smash Bros. with Cloud and Sora, they have, like, dialogue together. I don't think Smash does that, but goddamn. No, it's... Only. Yeah. Yeah, they don't do that kind of thing. Hey, Cloud, I haven't seen you since I kicked your ass in Hercules Arena. <laughs> oh, yeah, great. <laughs> <laughs> great, good good to see you. Thank yeah. you. Uh, they they leave, and Hercules, uh, or uh, Hades, rather, uh, goes, goes red flame mode and rages about how much he hates Hercules. And now Sora, he's got two thorns in his side that he wants to kill. Yay! <laughs> And then Maleficent just, like, walks up and Hades just, like, kind of tells her to fuck off and that's kind of the whole thing. Why, why was he so mad about what Maleficent said? Like, I feel like Maleficent says something, like, really neutral and then Hades gets really mad about it. I mean, whatever she said, it must have been so innocuous that clearly neither of us even bothered to write it down. Yeah, it was just something like, yeah, I guess you did lose. And then he's, like, really pissed. He's he's a he's a very a very mean man, that Hades. Yeah. I'm starting to think he might be a bit of a villain. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, now we we go into into dirty copyright territory with with Deep Jungle. <laughs> Surprised the, I can even watch this. The intro to this is, <laughs> yeah. You you try to play the game now, and there's like a like a black black background with white text that's just like this. This scene has been removed from the game due to copyright reasons. <laughs> uh, th- this the beginning of this is so weird because Donald is like, we're not landing there. There's no way the king would ever deign to set foot in a in a jungle. Okay, yeah. So I didn't get that part. I just so I was really wondering because Sora's just mad at Donald later. Oh, did, did they they didn't include that in the theater mode? No. So you, Oh, just, that's weird. It is weird. Yeah. Okay, so what happens here is Donald is like or so, they they fly up to it and Sora's like, "Let's land here and look for Riku and Kairi." And Donald's like, "No, we're looking for the king. He would never go to quote a backwater place like that." I mean, that sounds right to me about uh, how monarchs are. So I think Donald's yeah, right. How, how Donald views the world, I yeah, guess. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember this trait about him that he's not only is he an asshole, but he's also like a hardcore classist monarchist. Yeah, he's just like he's an aristocrat. And yeah, he would never. <laughs> he's not even that good of a wizard. He's just like old school nobility. Yeah, he. 
Yeah, his family he just inherited the title when when the greatest wizard of all, Uncle Scrooge, abdicated. Yep, to to become a businessman. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sora Sora's like, no, we gotta land here, and they like fight over the controls, and Sora like crashes the gummy ship. Is what happens. That's why they. That's why they're separated. That's why they're mad at each other. That's weird that they didn't include that in the theater mode. At no, all. Sora's just being a dick, and I was like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "I must have missed something." Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, Donald was the one being a dick. Yeah. Uh, and Sora like crashes into a treehouse, and he's yep. by himself, and he gets attacked by Sabor from the movie, who is a leopard. For anyone who doesn't know. Uh, yeah. This was exciting. I mentioned last t- uh, show I was on Feet Watch, and Sabor shows feet. That's how you... <laughs> <laughs> that feels... I mean, if we're going to count that, why aren't we just talking about Tarzan? Oh, no, I mentioned this only because the first shot you see of Sabor is just a close-up of, it, of his feet. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he's introduced, and I thought that was funny. I did feel a little weird watching Sora beating up an animal with his keyblade. I know it's self-defense, but... Oh yeah, all the Sabor stuff seems real fucked up. I, <laughs> it was very bizarre. S- Sabor like attacks you uh, uh, throughout this world. Just you'll you'll be like exploring, and I think like some areas have like a random chance for Sabor to attack. So you have to really beat the shit out of this animal numerous times. Yeah, that's not even the worst thing that's going to happen to this animal. I don't remember what happens to the animal. I'm pretty sure Clayton shoots it to death. Oh, does he? Yeah. Yeah, pretty oh, well. Yeah, fucking rip Sabor, I guess. Yeah, uh, yeah. So Sora hits hits a, a little kitty cat with his with his big metal stick uh, for a while. Uh, a, a defenseless a defenseless kitty cat that is trying to eat him. Uh, and Tarzan shows up to defend him. Sabor just jumps out of a window, like like leaps through a glass window, which I don't know if a cat would do. Yeah. <laughs> and like how'd they get glass in that window I, I don't understand any of this what do you mean like how did Tarzan get glass into a window in a treehouse he didn't build the treehouse oh who built the treehouse I think if I remember correctly I haven't seen Tarzan in a long time I, I kind of actually wanted to rewatch it after watching the, the Disney world of it because I was yeah. like damn this is a good fucking film <laughs> I think um <laughs> I think that what happens is that, like, Tarzan's parents are, like, explorers. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I think they built the treehouse after they were, like, stranded. Uh, And then I think they both died for some reason and, like, left him with the gorillas. All right. Well, I stand by that I don't think it's that easy to put make panes of glass when you're in the deep jungle. But um, that, this, <laughs> that, is, that and this is, is a really important correct. thing for us to talk about and spend a lot of time on is, is how, they, <laughs> how they put these glass windows in the treehouse. I think one more hour should should do it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, glass, uh, maybe maybe they used glass blowing techniques, but then how did they get them? Yeah. This is what I'm saying. We'll devote another hour to that, and then we'll come back to the first hour. Okay. Uh, That'll be next week. But for now, uh, Sora is asking Tarzan, like, have you seen my friends? He's gonna ask if he's seen Donald and Goofy, but then he gets mad and says, actually, I'm looking for Riku and Kairi. That's right. And that's when I was, that's when I was like, what, what the fuck, Sora? (laughs) It's like. You just don't care about Donald and Goofy now, but there's like, you know what? If I'm being honest, I haven't. I mean, I I don't know why he he's not like yeah. There's Donald, Goofy, Riku, and Kyrie. 
Yeah, it's gonna have be you mad. seen any of them at all? Uh, you know, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't known Don on the Goofy that long. I'm prioritizing my childhood friends. Yeah, very reasonable of him. Yeah. Also, Donald sucks. Yes. Uh, he sees Kyrie, but then she disappears. Yeah. And Mysterious. Tarzan tells him that his friends are in the Iuuua. And I liked this because the subtitles make it look like Tarzan's cursing. <laughs> they are in fuck. <laughs> I like you the idea to find I, your friends. I do look like that idea. Fuck. <laughs> I like the idea that Sora does think he's saying something like important and profound, and he's just cussing at this kid over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, he's, he's saying in gorilla, "Up your button around the corner." Yeah, he's like, "Yeah, your friends are who? And who the fuck cares, kid?" <laughs> <laughs> the whole time he's adventuring with Tarzan, Tarzan's like, ooh, 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 uh, 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 and T- Sora's just like, yeah, for sure, man. And Tarzan is like, is like, hey, is your refrigerator running? Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I might be able to believe it because Tarzan, Tarzan has like the saddest eyes this whole time. He has and, such sad eyes. Yeah. And such visible feet. He does have, he does, yeah, doesn't show feet the we- same way Sabor does, but there are feet. Thank you for mentioning that. No, and that. I got I gotta say, uh, I don't know if I would want to be barefoot when I don't know if you if you uh, witnessed the like sliding around on tree branches mini game. No, it's a big part of that movie though. Man's getting some some bad splinters. Yeah, yeah. Deep Jungle's another world that I I I, I like the story of it, but my God, there's a lot of just like backtracking and some truly god awful platforming. If you remember that. I I don't. I think I've You don't you don't remember swinging on vines? No, I think I thankfully just blanked that all out. Oh my god. There's like a a whole like vine swinging section and if you fall you like land in this like hippo lagoon. <laughs> Ugh. That's like it's the rough. race it's like the race at the beginning kind of, but but just... but you lose so much more. <laughs> oh. Uh so yeah, Sora goes to look for the you uh uh Meanwhile, Donald and Goofy are sitting on a rock, and Goofy is wondering if Sora is okay, and Donald says, fooey to him. Yeah, Donald's just kind of like sitting in like a sexy pose for some reason. Hmm, I don't know if I quite had the same observation. (laughs) Oh no, I know what you mean. Isn't he like lying kind of flat on the rock, like hand on his hip? Yeah, he's kind of like in like a model pose. Like he's got like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, he's lying on his side. I do actually remember that. He's kind of showing feet, but not as much this time. I didn't, you know, I didn't write down in my notes that Donald looked really hot in this scene, but I guess now that (laughs) you mentioned it. Oh, weird. I just thought universally Donald looked really hot in this scene. (laughs) Uh, Donald, well, you know who... (laughs) You know who thinks that? Who? Is uh, Turk from the movie Tarzan. <laughs> it's true. Turk does think that. This is a uh, lesbian erasure. Uh, Rosie O'Donnell's character, Turk. Uh, really, really horny for Donald Duck. He's not wearing any pants. He's not wearing any pants. Turk wants a piece. Uh, yep. None of the gorillas speak in this, sadly. Which I guess it makes sense because like, they only speak in the movie because it's all from Tarzan's perspective. Whereas it wouldn't really make a lot of sense. I think mostly, though, it was just that Lance Henriksen was probably busy. Maybe. Yeah, I was like, I was kind of impressed with some of the restraint to not have them speak. But then it does lead to a lot of weird scenes where gorillas are just staring at them and then walk away. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, a little, it's a little uneasy at times. Yeah. Although, uh, if if a gorilla was staring at me, I would I would probably simply back away. Yeah. Uh, 
uh, Donald notices a uh, a gummy block on the ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're like, oh, maybe this is a sign that the king was here. And then uh, in walks Clayton with his rifle. This is a very... I don't know if it's coming across me describing it. This is a bewildering series of moments. <laughs> it is, and it's really jarring to see the gun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Donald is being really sexy. Yep. They see Turk, and they all scream. <laughs> yep. Then he's like, oh, a gummy block. Maybe Mickey was here. And then Clayton walks in with a giant gun. Yeah. <laughs> weird, weird, weird scene. Yep. Uh uh eventually Sora and Tarzan arrive at the camp and they meet Jane. Uh and uh then Clayton walks in with Donald and Goofy and they they did get Brian Blessed for this, which I, I love to hear him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked his he had his uh line read of imbeciles. Yeah. What am I doing with these imbeciles? <laughs> Here's something I learned about Brian Blessed in Tarzan. Uh I didn't I didn't know this until the other day, but uh the guy who voiced Tarzan, I wrote his name down here somewhere. Uh no, I didn't. The guy who voices Tarzan in the movie, uh he couldn't do the the iconic Tarzan yell. <laughs> so whenever Tarzan does the yell in the movie, that is actually Brian Blessed doing it. Oh, that rules. What uh, a guy. Uh Tony Goldwyn. I guess. Tony Goldwyn, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Sora and Donald have, like, their little reunion before remembering that they're mad at each other. Do, am I remembering correctly that they, like, hold hands and jump around for a second? Yes, and then they, and then they like, turn and cross their arms. they like, yeah, they're like, actually, hmm. Yep. Yeah, that's good. I love that. Uh, and then, shout out to Sora for being... Pretty pretty chill about this when Goofy, like, shows Sora the gummy block and he's like, oh, it looks like the king actually was here. And Sora's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> if I was Sora, I'd be like, oh, you hear that, Donald? You son of a bitch. Yeah, that's because Sora's a p- perfect little pure boy. And that's you're not. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got a, a kinder heart than I. Yeah. Uh, especially when it comes to Donald Duck. Yeah, you're, you're more uh, of a Riku type, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure people are always telling you that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Everyone is always... Well, nobody's ever compared me to Riku directly, but people are always telling me that I'm just just a sexy guy and that all the girl gamers are going to go wild. Uh, So I'm I'm very much like Riku in that way. Yeah. I haven't been around for that, but I I, I trust you that that that, that happens. It happens all the time in real life. Um, (laughs) Basically what's happening here is that... uh, Sora tells Jane that Tarzan seems to maybe know where his friends are, but whatever like word he knows for it isn't translating and he doesn't he doesn't know how to express himself. Right. So Jane has the idea of like why don't you go do some uh very basic platforming around the camp <laughs> uh and look for the slides for this projector? And then we can, like, show Tarzan some pictures and see if that helps him explain himself. Right. So they do. There's not much to talk about here except for one interesting thing, which is that the first slide that they look at is a castle. And Sora says, that's weird. This this is so familiar to me. Yeah. I, I've never left my island before, and I, I haven't been to a castle since I left. So why do I feel like I know this castle? 
Yeah, that was strange. I assume there's a good reason for that. Hmm. <laughs> we'll 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 learn the answer to that at some point. I know what it is. I know. Uh, but ultimately, it doesn't help Tarzan explain himself uh, because none of the none of the slides are uh, someone getting trolled and owned. Uh, so Clayton uh, gets <laughs> gorilla pattern dollar signs in his eyes. And says, you know where we haven't checked? The gorillas. And Tarzan's like, okay, well, I'm not going to show you where the gorillas are. And Jane's like, oh, just do it. And Tarzan's like, okay. Any, anything for Jane. Yeah. Hashtag do it for Jane. So there's there's some truly god-awful platforming. <laughs> uh, the, the gorilla nesting grounds in this cutscene. This is the fucking vine swinging area. And it is traumatizing to revisit (laughs) (laughs) we don't hear i don't remember how this plays out because there's no dialogue from kerchik is oh tarzan's like talking in this scene i think yeah yeah tarzan talks i think he's like talking to the gorillas but we don't hear their response yeah uh but yeah he's he's like these people need our help and then kerchik just walks away uh but sora's like oh it looked like he was looking at the treehouse Time for me to do some more platforming. And they go you, back. Do you hear Clayton shooting his gun somewhere too? I didn't. I didn't notice it. Okay, I, it doesn't matter. I don't think at this point. But uh, they they get back to the treehouse uh, several hours later. Uh, whoever recorded the let's play, I, I could feel their pain. Uh, <laughs> and. Little, little old Turk is here, and Clayton's like, oh, I'm gonna kill this fucking gorilla in front of all these people who don't want me to do that. Yeah, it's it's a real, it's, it's a move, for sure. <laughs> it's it's not, not the stealthiest way to kill a gorilla. No. Although I don't know what that would be, and I, I don't want to know. Um, but, uh, Donald... <laughs> Donald basically just like distracts Clayton by doing a really loud Donald yell. <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty great. I don't think he like pushes Clayton or anything. Yeah, it is funny because like he could just like shoot him with magic, but instead he yells at him. He should have shot him with magic. Yeah. Ah, damn it. Uh, but uh, yeah, Clayton is just like, oh, I was simply trying to protect her from a snake. You see. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, and they're all just like, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't get why they don't tell him just to get get the fuck out at this point, but... I don't know either, because the whole justification for, like, why Clayton is accompanying them is because the jungle is so dangerous. Like, Goofy's the goddamn captain of the guard, Clayton. Yeah, it's not dangerous for Sora, obviously, or any of these people. <laughs> Sora has personally beaten the shit out of a, a leopard six times already. <laughs> in, in hand-to-hand combat yeah but yeah clayton's just like no i i gotta and they're like oh okay fine <laughs> maybe we just have the the benefit of of having seen the film yeah i mean i think even in the movie it sort of it, they sort of stretch your disbelief uh in that <laughs> yeah he jane is like my clayton your your mustache looks especially twirled today you must have been up all night being very kind and generous yeah Exactly. Uh, so, what happens? They 
Oh, oh, this is the part where uh, they hear the gunshot. Yeah. Is they go back to Jane and she's like, Clayton, I, I don't ever want you going near those gorillas ever again. And he like leaves and he's like, I think he says, I'm going to kill every last one of those gorillas. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Bastard gorillas. I hunt down every last one of them. It's very ambitious. <laughs> yeah. He like hears a noise and like looks around and then back in the tent they hear a gunshot, I think, is what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't really know exactly what that was, but it's fine. No, there's a couple uh, confusing things that happen here, I think. Yeah, I, I wonder if, if you would have seen this, because what this phase of of this world is, gameplay-wise, is like, Sora and friends are like trying to find Clayton, and the way that you have to find him is literally by just just checking everywhere. <laughs> and... Everywhere you go, there is a gorilla being attacked by Monkey Heartless. Yeah, I did. So you have to, you have to like, save the gorillas, and then they each give you a gummy block. I saw a little bit of this. I was, you know, I had a question about the Monkey Heartless. Yes. Do you think that those are Heartless that were from monkeys? You know, I never thought about it, but probably. Well... <sighs> or do Heartless also do the weird thing where they, like, try to dress up like the world they're going to? So, they haven't ever really gotten into the lore of why Heartless are, like, themed around the world that they're in. It, it's, that's just, like, a thing that is known, is, like, Heartless. I think that it's said that, like, a Heartless that is created in a world will take on the characteristics of the world. Okay. If I had to do a lore guess... I would say probably what that could be is that a heartless that is generated within a world is influenced by the heart of the world, perhaps? Maybe? Uh, Yeah, I mean, or it's just, yeah, you're from that world, so you look like, you know, you were a monkey or something, so you're now a monkey heartless. I've never imagined that they were literally the heartless of monkeys. (laughs) Kind of a grim thought. But, yeah, I mean, it, it might be. I don't know who else is heartless they would be. Yeah, I don't know. There's some grim stuff in this game, so. Yeah, I, I've never thought about that before, yeah. but the more the more I think about it, those probably are the heartless of the local monkey population. Yeah, they're just not as tough as the gorillas, so they, they turn into little monkey heartless. Yeah, that's so fucked up. <laughs> it's so fucked up that that happened, and it's so fucked up that all the monkey heartless are then attacking the gorillas. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. And then Sora kills all of them. dark fucking games. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, the gorillas are inexplicably just giving you gummy blocks, which <laughs> I feel like that implies that if Mickey was here, that like gorillas tore his ship apart. Yeah, or he gave it to them as gifts. <laughs> if you meet Sora, give him this block. Yeah. That was a pretty bad Mickey. Uh-huh. Oh, I got these blocks <laughs> for you. Every- little, little girls? I think that's okay. I, I'm uh, I'm I'm getting a, a little a little more uh, free with the voices that I try to do, and it's not it's not good for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see what the fans think. All the fans. <laughs> Should I keep doing Disney character voices? Let us know on Twitter at Sounds Bout Light because the full name was one character too long. <laughs> I didn't notice that. That's good. Yeah. Heartbreaking. Yeah. Uh, uh, what? 
what happens? Oh, they they eventually find Clayton. Yeah. He has cornered the gorillas with an army of heartless that he is leading. Uh and uh Sora and everyone, they run in and they stop him from shooting gorillas. Uh but Tarzan Tarzan says that this is not Clayton. Uh. That was confusing to me. That it's not well, Clayton. Uh the implications of Tarzan realizing that are kind of weird, but uh, basically what he's saying is that Clayton has been corrupted by darkness. I see. Okay. I, I didn't know if it meant that, like, liter- like, see, I was like, did something, like, take his form, and there's a, there's something wearing a Clayton skin? It's just, I, okay, he just means that. So, have you, have you played Persona 4 by any chance? A, a bit of it, yeah. I think, I think that we'll see some stuff in this that's kind of similar to, like, how the shadows work in that, where it's like, you you like a person who has been like corrupted by darkness like they look like themselves but they're being like kind of controlled by by the heartless in okay. some way i think that's kind of what we'll we'll get a little bit of this in a in a little from like maleficent i think where they're kind of alluding to the idea that like clayton thinks that he's leading the heartless but he's basically just being puppeted by them yeah it's, it's pretty creepy to be honest it is creepy so i guess it's just like you know it- <laughs> It's one of these things that's very confusing, because it's like, okay, so if you get... Is it if you get really scared, you turn into a Heartless? <laughs> or is it just, like, if they um, kill you? Hmm. Cause yeah, because, like, I mean, the guy that we saw in Traverse Town before, he didn't... He he didn't seem like he had been, like, physically attacked by Heartless. He just, like, falls over and becomes a Heartless. Because I think they say it's like your heart gets subsumed by darkness, so, like... Yeah, I think it's sort of a a metaphorical type of way, where it's, like... Not, I guess not really metaphorical. It's, I think it's, it's, yeah, kind of getting scared. I think that it's more like if your heart is sufficiently, like, pushed into quote-unquote darkness, which is basically just, like, weakness, fear, like, negative emotions, I think is the idea. Is like, in in the case of the guy that Sora watched die in Traverse Town, that was probably a guy who... Already, unlike unlike a Sora who has like a very strong heart to begin with, this is just this is just some guy. He's just got a normal heart. He's not he's not prepared to be around the heartless. Maybe I don't know if this is ever said, but the heartless probably have some sort of like uh, sort of draining effect. Where just like being around them when you're not like sufficiently able to deal with them probably like pulls you into darkness just automatically to some degree, but. Yeah, I think I think the idea with Clayton is like he's already got a lot of darkness in his heart. He he's he's angry, he's violent, he wants power, he's greedy. So when the heartless arrive and uh just sort of give him a push toward darkness, it it wasn't difficult for him to become a puppet of the heartless. I th- think that's probably how it works. Yeah, I guess I was just curious it's like why is he a puppet and not just a heartless, but uh, I, yeah, yeah. Like, why? Why didn't his heart pop out in the way that that guy's did? Yeah, unless I guess it's like, oh, he's even though he's evil, he's stronger willed. I don't know. I think that I think that that's kind of what's going on. Is the that there's there's strong hearts and weak hearts, and someone like Clayton has a strong heart. It's just not a good one. Okay. All right. Yeah, I bu- I buy but, that. <laughs> But I think uh, skipping ahead a little bit to 
Maleficent and I think Jafar talking about uh, Clayton afterwards. I think they say like, you know, he has he has a lot of darkness in his heart and like a lot of capacity for darkness. So he's got like a stronger heart than most people. Oh. But he was he was always going to be too weak to really like wield the heartless in the way that he thought he was. I think. Hmm. another another thing that i had considered that i don't know if we actually know which way it is at first i was thinking that that like maleficent had showed up and been like hey do you want the heartless knowing that he's gonna like not be strong enough to like handle them right i don't know i don't know i think it probably was the heartless that showed up though although it is funny to imagine clayton from tarzan shooting maleficent with a shotgun (laughs) i do like yeah that's good (laughs) Uh, anyway uh so clayton is riding the back of an invisible chameleon heartless and they have a boss fight uh and what happens at the end of the boss fight is kind of nuts because they beat the heartless and clayton like hops off and he looks up at it and i think i think he says something like oh get get moving you fool or something and this gigantic chameleon just collapses on top of him and kills him dead. <laughs> yeah. And then it just pops up on the screen. Bring Sora has learned cure. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Too late, Watching though. Clayton He's not, not, get... not fast enough to save Clayton, though. <laughs> no, Sora is like, man, it would suck if that happened to me. I feel so inspired <laughs> to <laughs> to invent a magic that would prevent it. Oh, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's definitely it. I have, I have a a, a sentence. I I really enjoyed the Kingdom Hearts wiki's description of this moment, which is quote: "As Clayton infuriatingly begins sighting down for another shot, the dizzy and dying stealth sneak comes up behind him and eventually collapses on top of the hapless hunter, crucifying him." That's not what crucifixion is. <laughs> I don't. I don't think that's. Why what happened? Yeah, I don't think I don't think that it <laughs> that feels like two layers deep in like right click thesaurusing. I would uh I, yeah I would really um I would have a lot more to say about this scene if the chameleon fell over and then Clayton was lifted up into the air and impaled to like yeah a, a giant cross because that would be something <laughs> we would. Be- <laughs> Yeah, the the chameleon uh, falls over on the other end of the seesaw that Clayton is standing on, <laughs> launching him into the air directly onto a cross. Yeah, I would think that then Kingdom Hearts would have been in that conversation with Harry Potter for being burnt for like, you know, as a band game <laughs> and stuff. I don't remember any of that. I mean, a lot of people say it should be, but uh, for different reasons. Yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, Clayton is not crucified. I will say, this is arguably less horrific than what actually happens to him in the fucking movie, where he is, like, he, like, falls a hundred feet and, like, catches his neck on a vine. Oh, yeah, it's real brutal. He gets hanged, but, like, at high speed. It's really, really grim. Yeah. Uh, So, it's it's a mercy in this one when he's simply flattened like a pancake by a giant chameleon heartless. (laughs) Uh, and then, uh, Kerchik walks over to Sora and says, hey, I'm a Chuckster. And he throws him in the air. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, just like, fucking see ya. And then he, he does the same to Donald and Goofy. Uh, 
And but it turns out he's being he's being helpful. He's he's throwing them up onto a ledge so that they can go find Iuua. That's yeah. Uh there's some this is actually kind of interesting because uh I feel like we don't usually get something like this in in this or in a lot of games is like they've beaten the final boss and they just go to a new area to like explore and do some light platforming. Oh really? Uh, I didn't realize you had more game to do after that. Yeah, there there there's like they go like behind the waterfall and and the platforming is not as bad because you don't have to uh fall down into the hippo lagoon. <laughs> But yeah, they, there's there's a little exploration section behind the waterfall that's... It's it's just kind of chill. It's like a weird, like, wind-down after the boss fight. I kind of like it. Hmm. Um, but they get to this, like, cave uh, in the center of the jungle, and uh, there's there's all these... Uh, I, I, can't, I couldn't tell if we could see at first what they were, but they're, like, glowing butterflies. Yeah. And uh, Tarzan says that they have arrived at Iu'u'u'a. Yeah, and, and like uh, they're all kind of disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's just like Tarzan, you idiot! They're <laughs> not here. Uh, and Jane has a a little brain blast, and she's like, "Oh, I understand. Ah means heart." Yeah, not sure how she got there from the glowing butterflies. I don't know, but if I'm Sora, I would just be like, "Oh, that's." That's not. Oh yeah, because he actually. I think this is like the most dialogue he has in the whole thing. Is he's like, Sora's friends always in Sora's heart. Without heart, not see friends. That what happened to Clayton. Right. Yeah. And Sora's just like, that's very poetic, Tarzan, and really not helpful. <laughs> but but no, they. It actually it is it is helpful to them because Sora and Donald they apologize to each other and they're friends again. Yeah. Even though it was all Donald's fault and he didn't really apologize that much. No. But it's he, fine. Uh he's the immortal duck and this is a child, but sure. <laughs> oh, is that your new theory? Well, yeah. They're Disney characters, right? I don't know. I I suppose they are. I suppose they are immortal. I mean, we'll see. Maybe Donald will die eventually in the games. Maybe. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts like ten. Donald is dying of old age. He's <laughs> he's been in fifty of these games. It's the tenth game. He's and old. He's, he's just he's old. It's old Donald. He has the duck die virus, and he's um, it's <laughs> gotta go out for one last mission. Now he's he he has now become his own uncle. That's how it works. <laughs> I mean, he's already Jesus. Donald Duck is ninety years old. That's I think, what I mean. I think the first Donald Duck cartoon was in the 30s. That's what I mean. He's like a nine. That's he's 90. Sora's 14. You you'd think Donald should be the bigger duck here. <laughs> One would think that really puts it all in perspective. Goofy just leads in and he's like, you know, Donald, I think you could stand to be a little more mature about your conflict with this child. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's being a jerk. Uh. All the glowing butterflies, like, flutter away, and they reveal the jungle's keyhole, which is a keyhole-shaped... I think it's, like, there's, like, vines and moss mm-hmm. that make the keyhole or something like that. It's not important. Nah. Uh, but Sora locks it, and he finds another gummy block, and... Oh, I don't remember when they explain this, but those blocks are uh, referred to as nav blocks, 
basically the lore is every so many worlds they go back to Sid in Traverse Town and he outfits their ship with the ability to go to new worlds. That's what that is. Mm, it's okay. not important, but it is happening. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. And then Turk shows up. Yep. And Turk says, you know what this needed? <laughs> Everyone's been wondering, could a duck and a gorilla ever make it work? And maybe. Maybe. But there's one there's one bottleneck to the whole thing, which is that Daisy would not approve if her boyfriend fucked a gorilla. Yeah. He does not get a hall pass for a gorilla. <laughs> gorilla. Fucking Turk is Turk's like making goo goo eyes at him and everyone's like, oh, someone's got an admirer. And Donna literally says, no, Daisy would kill me. Yeah. <laughs> but Donald, what do you want? Donald's clearly into it. What is what is your heart saying right now, Donald? Yeah, your e u u ah. It's like it's like Phil Collins says: uh, "Trust your heart, let fate decide." Donald, <laughs> I was always really uh, weirded out by the lyrics of that song: "Trust your heart, let fate decide." Donald, <laughs> you'll see that the right thing to do is to make love to a gorilla. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, Phil Collins is on some shit. You know, that's a great soundtrack. <laughs> You know, the genius was just sort of flowing through him. I, I doubt that he even remembers writing those lyrics. No, absolutely not. We literally we literally do a keyhole-shaped iris in on Donald being, like, chased around by a horny gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> That's Kingdom Hearts. Turk wasn't particularly horny in that car. I don't know, we don't need to talk about it. I just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Turk ever tried to fuck in the movie Tarzan. Yeah, plot hole. <laughs> plot hole. Gor- a, a, a real gorilla would be trying to find a mate. Yeah. What's going on here? You're telling me she never fucked Wayne Knight's elephant? Oh, no. <laughs> that was Wayne Knight, right? I didn't yeah, make that no, up. Yeah, no, yeah. And I guess big elephant erasure in this game. You don't get any whatever that elephant's name was. <laughs> yeah, w- Wayne Knight's elephant is the only one, the only animal who speaks in this. <laughs> uh but then we we cut from from donald uh uh refusing to have sex with a gorilla uh to go to the disney villains lineup mm-hmm. uh they this scene's oh you know what i was gonna say nothing really interesting happens here but i i mean interesting important i should say i i don't know if i'd even say it's interesting but uh they're just discussing like why did the heartless what why were they drawn there and Maleficent's like, oh well, uh, that Clayton, his his lust for power was was the the juicy bait for the heartless. But this is where they're like, oh, he was he was too weak. He was never going to be able to really control them. Uh, Jafar is like, we need to worry about this kid who's locking the keyholes. But Maleficent says, like, oh, it, it doesn't matter. There's more worlds where that came from. And the most important thing is. We're making great time on capturing all the princesses, including Alice of Wonderland, who is here. Mm-hmm. And that is that. Oh, I have one. This I, I can't imagine would have been in your cutscenes. Uh, the last thing that happens in Tarzan world is Tarzan gives Sora his first keychain, which he can use to customize his keyblade into a cool new design. And Tarzan says that they will always be friends. He says, uh, I'll, I'll be in your heart, no matter what the copyright says, and then he's never seen again. 
Uh, yeah, I I thought, yeah, I mean that is the big takeaway though. Is they're they're just they're kidnapping the princesses, I guess. And uh, yeah, I yeah. I I think I think the Disney World, I think they did a good job with them for the most part. I I like that each world does move forward the overall plot in its own way. Yeah, you get little bits of like how stuff works from it. Um, you get introduced yeah. to concepts that you wouldn't have. Like, you know, like, Cloud mentions he wanted to use the power of darkness, you know, and, like, the idea that that's a thing you could do. That's even. true. That That's one of those things that I don't really think about it because I've heard that <laughs> said so many times now. But, yeah, I think this is the first we've learned of, like, wielding darkness as a source of power. Right, and the idea that, like, somebody who's, like, good might even try to do that, maybe, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I didn't think of it that way. I guess because he's dressed so edgy, I'm just like, oh, Cloud's evil with this. Yeah, it's more like, yeah, he he was just trying to take a shortcut or whatever, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. I didn't think of it that way. Uh, Honestly, like, Cloud in this, I don't really remember. I feel like he's he's in a weird place with the Final Fantasy characters, because it's like, Leon and Aerith and Yuffie and Sid are all, like, hanging out in Traverse Town. And then Cloud is just, like, in the in the arena. Yeah, doing stuff. I, I kind of felt like thing. they were maybe implying that he was looking for Aerith or something like that. But, like, but, Aerith, but, but Aerith's at Traverse Town, right? She is, but he, he may or may not know that. Right. Because, uh, just to point to another example, I, I guess, I actually don't remember the answer to this off the top of my head of, like, where did they come from? I think I know where they came from, but I don't remember for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's possible. Well, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm going to have to talk around this too much, so I'll just. I'll just move on. But um, I. I. I think that they got separated in a in a similar way to like Jiminy doesn't know where Pinocchio and Geppetto are. Uh, like when when their world was destroyed, they all got like thrown apart. Uh, so he might not even know that Traverse Town exists. I oh. honestly don't remember the answer to that. Hmm. But yeah, whatever the case, he <laughs> signed a contract with Hades, which I don't know. Final Fantasy VII, it's got the whole like Norse mythology Midgar thing going on. But I feel like Cloud should be a little more savvy about the Greek gods. Yeah, I think he was just trying to do a job because he's a he's a he's a cool mercenary. Shit. Greek? Greek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pluto is Roman, I think. Pluto's Far. Roman. Yeah, Hades is Greek. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I haven't played Age of Mythology in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah, that's the way to know it. That's how I know everything that I know. Yeah. Just generally. Yeah. Um, uh but yeah, that's 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 all all the worlds for today. Uh let me just quickly see what we have next time off because I, I don't remember actually. I oh. think we got Agrabah where you dropped the game. Um, well, before you get to that, I, it's time for me to make my, my, uh, stunning confession. Oh, shit, yeah. Um, so, Sam, you Because there might not be a next week. Yeah, so, Sam, you told me to just watch to, um, one hour, 11 minutes, and 59 seconds. Uh-huh. And, and I fucked up, and I, I watched till one hour, 12 minutes, and five, five seconds. So, oh, my God. So, I know I've ruined, um, your plan and the trajectory for the show, and I just hope... What have you, can. what have you seen? Um, I saw, like two seconds of a still screen of um, Tarzan and Jane and them standing around and them talking. 
well, now the podcast isn't going to work as a format. Yeah, I know. That's why I, I just thought we could give people at least one episode before it's all gone. So God damn it. Wait, so wait, d- hold on. Does that mean that in theater mode, you actually do see Sora receive his <laughs> keychain from Tarzan? Well, I don't know. I didn't finish it because I realized I was watching past where I was supposed to. So. Oh, no, that's fine. Whatever it was, it can't possibly have mattered. <laughs> that's so weird. I, I really I really wouldn't have thought that that would be in it. Um, well, that's okay. We we won't do any more episodes, but I'll, I'll let people know what they could have had. Oh, okay. Uh, which Great. is uh, Agrabah, Monstro, the Whale, and... Ooh... This might depend on how this particular video formats it, but uh, or I say video. It's literally just the theater mode from the game. But mm-hmm. we might we might get Hundred Acre Wood, perhaps, oh, yeah. or if not that, then Atlantica, Little Mermaid. There are not that many worlds in this. Hmm. We might have like one, two, maybe like three more episodes of Kingdom Hearts One. Although those last couple worlds are fucking long, so who knows? But anyway. We'll definitely be talking about Agrabah and Monstro next yeah, time, unless, well, I, unless we don't. Yeah, I, I promise the fans I'm going to do the work and figure out how we can make this work, even though I fucked up so bad. So Yeah, um, uh, yeah. even though I already told you that that scene happens, the fact that you <laughs> knew it when you weren't supposed to is devastating for me. Yeah, I know, I know, and I'm sorry. <sighs> okay, well, well, we'll try to get a third episode out of this, but... It's it's a it's a tall order, and I really don't think we're going to do four at this point. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. <sighs> I I wish you had told me at the start so I could have just canceled the whole podcast. Yeah, I'm just I'm selfish like that. I'm kind of a I'm kind of a Donald. I'm sort of the Donald of the show. <laughs> <laughs> and clearly, I'm goofy for going along with it. That's right. <laughs> oh well, that's okay. Uh, I think I have nothing else in particular to talk about. Did you have any 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 questions or anything? No, like I've got. <sighs> Some ideas formulating, but I think I'll just talk about them at some other time. Okay, welcome to Crackpot Corner. Uh, Pluto is bad. He has a gun. Yeah, Pluto's got a, He's got Clayton's gun. And... <laughs> he stole Clayton's gun. <laughs> uh, he puppeted the whole thing, I think. Uh, so basically what's happening in this game is that Hades wants to be Lord of the Underworld, and he is. So he's actually been at war with Pluto for millennia. Yeah. Uh, cause you know, they're the gods of death. They're foundational parts of the world. Yeah. Uh, so basically what's happening is Hades has won. He is the Lord of the underworld. Pluto, he wants to take over. Uh, and he knows that because Hades has the power of the underworld behind him, the only way he's ever going to get the upper hand is if he uses subterfuge. So he is manipulating this poor child Sora into going to fight Cloud, because Cloud is sort of Hades' contracted warrior. Sora is Pluto's. Uh, So without even realizing it, Sora is serving as a champion to the evil god of the underworld, Pluto, who does have Clayton's gun. Yeah, it makes a ton of sense. And when Clayton, uh, you know, was levitated and crucified in that one scene... (laughs) <laughs> that that was that was Pluto uh, harnessing the dark energy there to to become more powerful. <laughs> it's it, because it seemed like it came out of nowhere, but it actually had deep meaning. When when we get to Union Cross, we'll talk more about how Pluto was able to turn invisible, the mechanics of that that enabled him to to seemingly levitate uh, Clayton onto the cross, uh, whereas in reality he was using his. Uh, 
invisible, long, stretchy human arms, which that'll come up in a different game. But yeah, that's that's we don't have, we don't have time for that today. We don't, we don't have time for that. I'm getting way ahead of myself. That's like eight games away. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's that's the whole game. I mean, if if we don't end up doing another episode, it doesn't matter because we explained the whole plot. That's right. Sorry. Uh. But for now, uh, we're gonna we're gonna sign off, and I'm just gonna go seethe about you lying to me. Uh. So thank you to our network of noisespace.xyz, mm-hmm. where you can listen to all kinds of great podcasts like, and also with you, Digimon Ghost Gaze, Kamurocho Radio, My Pod Cabbages, that's a good one. You can listen to all these podcasts and the other ones that I didn't say, which I will now say. Video Games, the movie, the podcast, Tuning Fork, Wow Cool Robot. They got two series of Wow Cool Robot going on right now because they're doing the the Gundam build or whatever it's called. Oh. The one that's a commercial. <laughs> right. Check that shit out. Uh, and we're on Twitter at sounds about light. Really debating whether to change it to sound about light. That might be less cringe. <laughs> Try to go to one of them. And if it doesn't work, it's the other one. <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, the other one is part of the deep lore. Um, of, that's the dark side version of the podcast. <laughs> The name we didn't use because our enemies have already taken it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think that's it. Yeah. Like we say at the end of every episode. Keyblade. Keyblade. Can't wait to get to that. <laughs> 30 <laughs> episodes from now. But it's sure not the king's. I think someone has a new admirer. No, 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 no! Please, you would kill me! <laughs> <laughs>